0: saying stuff and doing stuff that doesn't actually move the needle or doesn't actually produce any positive result yep. is just as fruitless as not saying anything. Right. Right. And so I, I think that's kind of the, that realization that I'm coming to. is Yeah. This, this temptation to be like, it's time to stop talking about it and go do something. Or it's time to, you know, yell really loudly about <laughs> what I think until right. people get it and understand right. like, that it's approach not isn't working, working either. Right.
1: Welcome to Real FM Rewind, B-Side, where we hit the rewind button to catch up and pause to go a little deeper. Here's Anson, Kara, and Isaac. Welcome back to Real FM Rewind, B-Side. It's been a couple weeks. It is Anson, Kara, and Isaac. Glad to be back hanging out with you as spring is truly coming. I think it's springing. It was kind of cold this morning, but I mean, more and more and more. The sunshine is staying. The
2: cold mornings, the warm afternoons. That's
1: right. It's a good time. We can
2: I, gauge how close spring is by how stopped up I get <laughs> at my desk.
1: Oh, my gosh. The entire office is like hacking up a hairball we right sound now. nasty. Yeah. The whole office. <laughs> we Definitely really do. We do a, not sound good. A couple days. Yeah. It's been a little bit rough. So uh, hopefully we'll get past that soon. But in the meantime... <laughs> It's my turn to share on repeat. This week, I'm sharing about the song "Anything Is Possible" from Judah.
2: There is healing in the name, healing in the name of Jesus. There is. Healing this is
1: a beautiful song and it's very unique stylistically it's got this beautiful piano riff it's got some violins, some cello and then you throw in some rock and Mm. like some spoken word stuff and it's just a very unique song and it's kind of grown on me actually Mm. sometimes when i hear the spoken word stuff at first i'm like oh okay because i'm like i can't sing along with that very easily mm. at first, <laughs> but then like the more I, I am into it, I'm like, there's a lot of depth here. There's a lot happening yeah. and there's this beautiful melody. And so it's really kind of a unique worship song almost, mm. Mm. which I love because there aren't a lot of those. Yeah, <laughs> Most worship songs sound exactly the same, uh, but also is reading this from Judah about this song. He says it was written amidst the biggest heartbreak of my life. That I was battling in private. There were nights that I would spend alone, not able to sleep because my stress was so high. And honestly, I was coping in very unhealthy ways. And the only way uh, I knew I was able to make it through was the love of God holding me, telling me in the soft, quiet voice that He had me and He was going to bring healing to my heart and body. Wow. Yeah, and so that's that's what this is coming out of, which makes the chorus and the words even more powerful. Mm-hmm. Just this soft, insistent chorus of there is healing in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And then uh, he goes on to talk about the struggle and the verses, anything is possible when it seems improbable. That's when he is unstoppable. Wow. In his name, any grave is robbable. And it just seems appropriate as we're coming up to Easter Mm -hmm. and some of the other things we're going to maybe talk about today, just a lot of hard stuff going on in the world. And it's just a very timely song i think for that it kind of makes you pause i was actually listening on the way into work today and Mm -hmm. the way it starts and it makes you stop and listen yeah and i really like that
0: it does catch your attention because of how unique it is yeah The other thing that I feel like I've noticed is this is uh, Judah and the Lion. Yeah. Judah's side project, his solo project Mm -hmm. tends to be much more like explicitly Christian and Mm -hmm. worshipful and Mm. focus. And uh, one thing I noticed when he first started doing some of these songs is how almost cliche they were Mm. lyrically. Mm. Like uh, the chorus you mentioned like is basically just him. Repeating yeah. a verse from scripture. And cliche feels kind of like the wrong word to use for that. But it, it's a lyrically, a song you might hear you know, just on yeah. regular Christian radio. It feels,
2: it feels overly familiar almost. Yeah, like, it does. Oh, this
0: is, I've heard this before. Yeah. yeah. And yet in the song, he also like literally calls out yes. the Christian mm-hmm. music um, for all sounding the same. He does. And so he has like lyrically tapped into like scripture and mm. truth mm-hmm. that is timeless. Mm-hmm. And yet musically he's taking like a very very different approach to it. Yeah. It yes. sounds nothing like no. a standard worship song yeah. even if the lyrics are the same. Yeah. Mm. And I don't know that's just a really interesting kind of juxtaposition.
1: It's like to a me.
2: sad disco song. <laughs> yeah!
0: <laughs> like if you had to put it in a weird way. Yeah, yeah. where true. like he's, he's taking these very timeless refrains yeah. mm. and he's Reframing them mm-hmm. yeah. uh, musically for yeah. maybe a new generation, and yeah. so I, I really like that approach, and it's it's really interesting to me. I think as someone who sometimes tries to write songs, mm-hmm. it's really tempting mm-hmm. to try to create something new and unique and say something that no one's ever said before. Yeah, and sometimes I don't know I'm, I'm kind of struck by when artists just go back to something simple and yeah. true foundational
2: yeah mm. I think that line no grave isn't robbable is that, is that what you said
1: in his name any grave is robbable oh man
2: I love that that's beautiful. That's so mm-hmm. beautiful and I think that if you look at you know people's lives that they're living as headed for the grave and when they get that intersection mm. with Jesus and they're you know saved I think that's such a cool image of that mm-hmm. so
0: that's yeah. awesome yeah. I love that <laughs>
1: We interrupt this program to bring you a pause.
0: All right, it is time to pause and go a little deeper on something we've been talking about on the show this week. And I got to be really honest with you guys. I struggled a bit uh, this morning and yesterday as I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about for this segment of the podcast. I really wanted to talk about like March Madness Mm. (laughs) or How Much I Love Cake Pops (laughs) or something along those lines. Great, great topic. And yet there is something that's kind of dominated the conversation both for us on our shows this week Mm. and just among kind of the general discourse. And so to kick things off, I want to just give a a quick disclaimer to say that while we're not going to be discussing exact detail of Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. incident that happened in Nashville earlier this week, we are going to be discussing some of the issues surrounding that event. Yeah. And so because of that, there's probably going to be some sensitive topics that we talk about here over the next couple of minutes yep. that may not be appropriate for everyone. So Little ears. Yep. Yeah. Want yeah. you to be aware of that, both for yeah, kids and maybe some adults. Maybe yeah. this is not the conversation that you need right now. Sure. And that's okay. So mm-hmm. we just want to give you that heads up before we dive in. Yeah. One of the things that uh, just always comes to mind when something like this happens, uh, Kara and I on our show, we usually have a conversation with each other about what do we want to say about this? If anything, what Mm -hmm. is there left Mm -hmm. to say uh, Mm -hmm. about an incident like this, especially something that has been repeating Uh, more and more, particularly in our country over the last few years. And we just always come back to this line of thinking of like, we need to say something and yet we don't really know what to say. Yeah, Yeah. And it's a difficult place to be in when you're trying to do a show. But beyond that, just the the discourse that we have with others, it really truly to me does kind of feel like there's not a lot left to say. Hmm. And that every time something like this happens, the same conversations are happening over and over again, yeah. mm-hmm. but with like less and less productivity because it feels like we're not making any progress on any of these conversations, right? Yeah. It's just, it's it's the same thing over and over again and it's really awful mm-hmm. and that's a really difficult place to be. Mm. And so as I was reflecting on all of that, just personally over the last day or two, uh, one of the things that I realized is I really don't want to talk about it. I really don't want to participate in the conversation. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've had this thought a couple different times over the last couple of days as, um, you know, family members are talking about this coworkers are having conversations around the office about this Mm -hmm. friends of mine having conversations and there are certain times where i kind of go yeah i would rather just kind of duck out and not really participate yeah. in this conversation yeah. that's about to go down and i've been doing a little bit of self reflection on why is that and i think what i've realized is while there's a lot of potential reasons for that mm-hmm. and and i'm not trying to say that any of them are invalid uh, the fact that what happened is really sad mm-hmm. uh, it's really difficult It's uncomfortable. I'm not ready for it. There's a lot of potential valid reasons not to talk about it. But I think the one that sticks out the most for me personally right now is I don't want to talk about this with people with whom I know I'm going to disagree because I'm afraid of the conflict that's going to happen. And more than being afraid of the conflict, I'm afraid of the lack of productivity the conversation is going to have. Sure. right? Right. So there's a bunch of buzzwords. That, you know, surround a conversation like this Uh, gun control, Mm -hmm. uh, transgenderism, Mm -hmm. Christian schools versus public schools. Mm -hmm. There's all sorts of potential places that we could draw battle lines and that those battle lines have been drawn. And as soon as one of those come up, I just have this like sinking feeling that I'm going to be on one side. This other person who's Mm -hmm. part of the conversation is going to be on the other side and we're not not going to be able to reach each other. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I see that happening all around me. You know, in the broader sense, like mm-hmm. especially on Twitter or Facebook or different online yeah. places where these conversations take place, the battle lines have already been drawn before the incident even happened. Right.
2: And your moves, like even our own conversations almost feel preplanned. Yeah. And, pre-scripted. Yeah. Yeah. and it's just
0: yeah. resurfacing yeah. them. Right. And so yeah. it's like, why do I want to participate in this ritual again right. of me saying... I'm on this side and this person's saying, well, I'm on this side. And then us kind of just shouting past one another and then going back to our business. It seems fruitless, right? Right. Yeah. It's like, what's the point of even Mm. having these conversations? Yeah. And then I have to like come back to, okay, well, what about me? Yes. That's maybe how all the people are. (laughs) And, (laughs) and, you know, I'm generalizing unfairly because that's not how everybody is interacting with the situation, but that's how it feels. Yeah. I have to point my attention back to me and go, well, what's my role in right. that then? Mm-hmm. Am I contributing to that? And if so, in what ways? And I think I realized that, yeah, the reason why I don't want to have these conversations is because I think I'm afraid of me doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm gonna have a conversation with a family member or a coworker or a friend who is on the other side of the issue from me, and they say something that's gonna trigger kind of my mm-hmm. anger yeah. over the issue. And we're just going to get into this, Mm -hmm. you know, immovable object, unstoppable Mm -hmm. force Mm -hmm. kind of situation where we can't budge one another. Right. It's because I'm part of the equation. Right. Like, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes me kind of uncomfortable. I'm like, Mm. ah, I'm part of the problem. (laughs) So so (laughs) that's what I think I could boil. I just talked for probably like five minutes (laughs) about how you don't want to talk about (laughs) it. Right. And that's, I think what I could boil it down to is like, I think I've realized Mm -hmm. I'm part of the problem. Yeah, man. I'm there with you. 100,000%.
2: And in fact, I've been very quiet as much as I can be on it uh, because it's so hard. The question I've been asking myself is, I know what's expected. What's something unexpected that can happen, right? Mm. Mm. What's something unexpected that I could do in my normal role here that maybe if I am in a discussion with someone of the opposite persuasion or, you know, on the other side of whatever battle line I've picked, Mm -hmm. what if I did the unexpected here? And Mm -hmm. for me right now, the unexpected, because I'm so angry and because I'm so hurt, regardless of where I fall on the issues, the unexpected action for me is patience and grace. Mm. And that's hard. Right. uh, When you're mad, when you're hurt, when you're scared. And I think that that's probably the big three for everyone.
1: Yeah.
0: Grace and truth and patience are like the opposite end of that. Right. And especially with a a charged issue like this, I I think because people have become so frustrated Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. the lack of progress we've made, we've also become very impatient. Right. And we're like, we need to do something and we need to do something now. Right. And I'm not at all. Don't get me wrong, saying that we need to not do something or, or something like that. Sure. But I am saying losing our patience with one another and losing that like grace Mm -hmm. with one another is probably not going to be the ticket towards getting something done anyway. Right. Yes. And so (laughs) me losing my, my cool Mm -hmm. and, and being like, I have to say stuff and I have to do stuff, saying stuff and doing stuff that doesn't actually move the needle or Mm -hmm. doesn't actually produce any positive result is just as fruitless as not saying anything. Right. Right. And so I, I think that's, kind of the that realization that i'm coming to is yeah this this temptation to be like it's time to stop talking about it and go do something or it's time to you know mm-hmm. yell really loudly about what i think until <laughs> right. people get it and understand right like, that it's approach isn't working, working either right.
1: yeah mm-hmm. i'm with you i don't want to be a part of the problem yelling too loudly so my instinct is to shut down completely not right. say anything at all yeah <laughs> that's not helpful right. either. not
0: participate in the conversation like i was just saying
1: <laughs> not helpful either but i don't it's so hard to know where that middle ground is and because what's happening is that fight or flight part of our brain on both sides of this issue we're all just being constantly triggered and i know that's a word that is like oh yeah okay to draw battle lines, exactly sure. <laughs> <laughs> exactly but let's just i mean what you just said isaac let's simplify it we're all mad sad or scared and when you are that way You're not thinking clearly. No. And so as a result of that, we all have a tendency to either get louder or get quieter in our our natural, like instinctive state. Mm -hmm. But in order to make any progress, whether we're talking about this issue or we're talking about like a fight in your marriage, you have to be able to somehow pause and separate yourself from that part of your brain and get back into your thinking brain
2: and, and process how you actually feel about it.
1: Right. But in order to do that, guess what you have to do? Mm hmm. You have to have empathy for the other person. It's impossible to make progress on these conversations in personal conflict or this public kind of conflict Mm -hmm. without empathy and understanding for the other party. And that's where we're like not getting
2: right. Right. Because there's an entire system that is invested on completely removing the empathy. Right. Yeah. It's not it's not for lack of effort by our own accord naturally. Right. There's an entire machine that's saying
0: don't have empathy towards this other team.
1: Right. They're like very, it, it is, it is very engineered. invested. Yeah, in it's it.
2: engineered in that way.
0: And the thing that comes to mind to me is uh, actually a podcast episode I just recorded with the uh, chaplain Justin <laughs> yesterday. It's actually going to come out on Wednesday. Faith refresh. We're Plug. talking about the Good Samaritan. Plug. So check that out when it comes out on Wednesday, because I actually think it can be very much related yeah. to what yeah. we're talking about. And that is the question that's brought up by Jesus in that story of who is my neighbor. Right. And the answer that Jesus gives is a very, very hard answer. It's your enemy. Right. Mm -hmm. The person on the other side of the battle line. That is the person that you are supposed to be neighborly to. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think collectively on all sides, we're all failing at the moment. You know, whether you're a conservative, liberal, Christian, yeah. atheist, any you pick any side of any anything. Of yeah. And the one thing we all have in common is yeah. that we're not being neighborly to the person on the other side. Yes. How do you love your neighbor? Right? That that's the question that comes to mind for me as you were talking, Kara. Yeah. If I'm in fight or flight mode. If I'm having this like kind of trauma response, they are too. Yeah. Right. What's the loving thing to do <laughs> exactly. for that person? You said to have empathy, right? right. How do I express empathy to someone in that place? Mm-hmm. I think the place to start and there's more to it than this. It's not the only mm-hmm. thing, but the thing that comes to mind for me is listening. Yes. Yeah. Right. You were talking about this tension between like, how do I balance out? Not just like yelling and Being Mm -hmm. too much of a part of the conversation or making it about me or conversely, just like withdrawing and not participating at all. To me, the answer is listening because it's participating in the Mm -hmm. conversation, Mm -hmm. but it's also not making it about me. Right. And, And Isaac, you brought up doing something unexpected. What would it look like for me to engage it fully in a conversation with someone who disagrees with me on one of these many issues mm-hmm. or just wants to talk about what happened in general. And yeah. I don't even know where they land on the issues. Mm-hmm. And I just hear them out and I go, thank you for sharing your perspective on that with me. You know, that was really interesting and I'm, I'm glad you yeah. shared. Mm-hmm. Yeah that's not the way
1: people (laughs) respond not the rules. You're breaking the rules here
0: to this. Right. And particularly, you know, maybe you talk to a parent or a coworker or a friend or someone who you do disagree with Mm -hmm. and they express some opinions that you disagree with. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you have to go like, you know what, maybe you're right after all, if you don't think that. Right. But what would it look like to say like, you know what, I'm not sure that I agree with you on that, but I really appreciate you sharing with me what you think. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna I'm gonna process that for a while. Yeah. And just leaving it there. Right. Instead of feeling like we need to I
1: must answer change
0: their mind. I must provide an alternate way to My go to
2: is (laughs) I need to spend
0: some time with that.
2: Yeah, it, sound, it sounds okay. dismissive, but I really mean no, it. I'm a good. little bit slow to process like bigger mm. ideas like that. So I'm saying, like I
0: respect you. Yeah. I need some time with that. And, and expressing good. gratitude if you can do so authentically. Yeah. yeah. Expressing <laughs> yeah. gratitude. And saying, you know
2: like, what we mean by that. Yes. Right. We, you know. Everyone is now an expert in, oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks like, for uh, sharing. You know what yeah. we
0: mean by that. But yeah. if you're walking into this <laughs> purposefully looking to do this, right. Right. then yeah. you, you ought to be thankful for the person yeah. for doing what you asked them to do. I want you to share with me what. Right. What do you think about this? Right. And then saying, thank you for sharing. And I'm I'm going to yeah. chew on that for a while. I'm going to reflect on that.
1: Right. And what's cool is in these situations, and I keep going back to like one-on-one relationships because it's helpful for me to think about it that way. It takes one person to break the cycle. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. someone has to be the first one to break the cycle before you can make any progress. Yeah. Because if you're both just continually reacting to each other out of your trauma response, it's you're never going to get anywhere. You're never going to have... Right. safety of any sort yeah so someone has to start yeah and it can start with as simple as thanks for sharing that because that helps the other person's able to let their guard down a little bit when Mm -hmm. you don't Mm -hmm. (laughs) respond in a way that causes them to again react and
0: again i get the temptation is there to go yeah but like Something needs to be done. Exactly. Right. Like, and it's true. I get, I get that. Mm -hmm. But again, going back to the story of the good Samaritan, I'll give you a little spoiler Mm -hmm. as far as what Justin and I are talking about on Wednesday. Justin made the great point that the people who walked by the guy on the side of the road, the priest and the Mm -hmm. Levite, they didn't just walk by. Like sometimes we think because they were jerks Mm -hmm. because they didn't care about the guy on the side of the road. Mm -hmm. What they cared about was righteousness. Mm -hmm. And it would be potentially ritually unclean for them to touch this mm-hmm. potentially dead body mm-hmm. on the side of the road so they were trying to be obedient to God and mm-hmm. do the right thing they were
1: trying to get it right
0: by leaving this guy on the road so that they could continue to fulfill their mm-hmm. priestly duties and continue mm-hmm. to serve God and so they didn't show mercy to this person they didn't stop and and consider what love looked like just in this situation to that person mm-hmm. because they were trying to do the right thing <gasps> okay so when when we're talking about maybe stopping and listening and and doing a little less shouting or a little less, you know, breaking the cycle. Yeah. It's not about, well, you're a bad person for trying to advocate for justice or advocate for whatever position yeah. you have on any of these issues. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad thing. But we're saying there might be moments where the better thing. Right. In that particular moment. Yeah. Is to break the cycle yeah. right. and to do something a little bit different. Unexpected. Right. And In, instead of just trying to loudly pursue our own righteousness, right. uh, particularly self-righteousness, yeah. what would it look like? to have mercy mm. on somebody else.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Man, I don't know exactly what that looks like in all situations. Yeah. And I understand how hard so hard that is still trying to figure it out. Right. It's super so, easy to
1: sit here and talk about it and be like, yeah, exactly. that's what we should do. <laughs> <Right. But laughs> we all know that when we're in the face of a lion and a lions yelling at us, and even if it's not actually a lion, that's how our system is reacting. Yeah. It's really hard to yeah. take a step back and go, that's not actually a lion. That's your cousin. That's,
0: that's Gary. <laughs> Try
1: not to like kill mm-hmm. him. Him. Exactly. <laughs> you can talk to Gary. Right. So okay. I, I think
0: I want to be really honest as we wrap up this conversation of like, no, yeah. I'm not, I'm not doing mm-hmm. this well. No, none of us Maybe are. I'm not even doing it at all yet, but it's occurred to me. Yeah. <laughs> and that's probably the first step. Exactly. And now I need to figure out how to do something with yeah. it.
1: Yeah. One step at a time. Fast forward. Now
2: it is time for fast forward. This is the thing that we're looking forward to. It is my turn this week and this coming Sunday is Palm Sunday. Yeah. yeah, I'm a big fan of Palm Sunday. I like a good prop, like waving the frond. <laughs> Love having me a good frond. Feel now, like I'm you're,
1: a, you're from a church that you you probably have actual fronds. We do it up big, don't yeah. you? You do oh, yeah. too, Anson. Yep. Not only Wave them do fronds.
0: fronds. That's yeah. Cool. Do you have only. like a kids' procession as part of your so, service so, so, too? So listen here. Okay, sorry, this, I'm this, probably listen. jumping the gun. <laughs> oh,
2: <laughs> no, that actually set me up because I'm going to go above and beyond that. Oh boy, we walk around the entire church as like a congregation we Ooh. all go outside and we wave the fronds like a maniac around what? the building mm-hmm. and then we go inside so it's kind of like a kid's procession but it's like the whole, yeah. Dang the crew whole thing yeah wow in that's this. cool and it's gonna be so much fun because there is a lot of you know germane to our discussion that we just had there's a lot of pain and hurt going mm-hmm. on in the world mm-hmm. and passion week i mean easter week is coming up right yeah, and yeah. Walking through that, there is going to be this temptation of mine. Kara, you said this, too, of kind of withdrawal Mm because I'm, you know, sad, scared, hurt, angry. I'm all the emotions right now. And I have this strong urge to (laughs) kind of in my own (laughs) little (laughs) enclosure, like just not come out anymore. Turtle turtle shell. Yeah, I have a a temptation to turtle shell. Me, too. Um, I am actually looking forward to the opportunities that this special week, the ending of Lent and this season of, you know, walking out. Christ's death and resurrection I'm looking forward to that good news that Easter mm-hmm. is going to bring
1: mm-hmm. right
2: so for my fellow wizards who want to just kind of like <laughs> go into your study and not come out until the world is better
1: put on your invisibility cloak yeah
2: for, for my fellow withdrawers my fleers do the unexpected and lean into that mm-hmm. this week right lean into the hurt that you feel it's mm-hmm. real lean into the pain it's real lean into the grief that you feel mm-hmm. because Easter Sunday is coming. And you can fully feel that after you've been through the pain and the grief. Mm. Open yourself up to that wide range of emotions. I'm doing it today. I'm taking a cry break today. It's okay. Mm. We need it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Do that. It'll be good for you. It'll be good for me.
1: Wow, so good, guys. We got so deep today. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how to wrap that up.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Hang well, loose, what? Dudes. <laughs> 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 what 80s phrase we gonna uh, throw on into that? <laughs>
1: I got nothing. That was a totally
0: tubular conversation.
1: <laughs> totally <laughs> tubular. See you guys next week. Thanks for listening to The Real FM Rewind. Make sure to check out all of our podcasts on The Real FM app or at real.fm. And don't forget, be kind and rewind.